do you have the right technology infrastructure in place to maximize your social influence in 2021? Are there some tools, some apps missing that might be able to help you yield more influence and grow your business bigger and faster in 2021? Well, if you want to hear about all the different technology and tools that I use, listen in for this next episode of the Maximize Your Social Influence podcast. Welcome to the Maximize Your Social Influence podcast with Neil Schaefer, where I help marketers, entrepreneurs, and business owners grow their businesses using innovative marketing techniques, leveraging the concept of digital influence throughout digital and social media. Hey, everybody. How are you all doing? Neil Schaefer, welcome to episode number 191 of the Maximize Your Social Influence podcast. Well, somehow we survived this year and I was just on a call where I said, I hope I don't have to say unprecedented anymore because I think this year I've said unprecedented an unprecedented amount of times. But as we look towards the next year, and hopefully it'll be a better year for all of us, it's always good to take a look and do a audit. Now, I look, as you should all, at my analytics of all of my digital properties regularly, and I noticed that even though I wasn't promoting it in social media, one of my old episodes on how to conduct a social media audit, in fact, this is episode number 28, called How to Audit Your Social Media Presence. This is something I recorded several years ago that recently I've seen a lot of people listen to. So I put that together with the fact that we are at the end of the year and you're probably looking for advice for the next year. And also, for those of you that know me, I am the co-founder of a conference called the Social Tools Summit. The Social Tools Summit ran back about, you know, a few years ago. And we ended up doing four events two in Boston, where my partner was located, and two, one in San Francisco, one in San Jose in the uh, Silicon Valley area. And we were able to reach hundreds of marketers, decision makers, and talk and learn all about the technology, the marketing technology that companies were using to help. So I have a lot of that experience. A lot of tools companies reach out to me ask me for their feedback. So I'm very well versed in the space and I wanted to share with you. I thought, well, what a great opportunity to really share with you all the different technology that I use. And maybe you'll hear about a tool you've never heard of, or maybe, wow, I didn't even know that there's a tool that can help me do that. Those types of aha moments may come out. Now, I'm going to try to link to as many of these as possible in the show notes. So after you are done listening to this podcast, or if you just want to go to the show notes, go. It'll be in the description. I'll have as many links as possible. And this, you know, I almost see this as being a chapter similar to how in the age of influence, I had a chapter on influencer marketing tools. I almost see this being a chapter in my upcoming book titled TBD, but I am starting to create more and more content around it. So this might serve as a preview of that, but let's jump into the topic of all the different tools and technology that you can be using to maximize your social influence. As you know, I like to divide things between web, email, and social because that's where in a digital world our audiences are. So let's begin with the web. Now, 
you know, hey, if you want to skip forward on some of this, you can. I'm hoping that even if you are a very advanced marketer or someone that's very proficient, you're still going to find one or two things that you didn't know. So with that being said, some of this stuff is going to be basic stuff, which a lot of you may know, but some of it you may not know. So let's get going. All right. So the internet, the web, right? Obviously, we need to have a website. And websites run on something called content management systems or CMS for short. The most common and popular CMS in the world is WordPress. WordPress, not WordPress. I guess you could almost call it WordPress, couldn't you? And my properties, I have only used WordPress exclusively. Now, there are other small businesses, startups, entrepreneurs that will use one of the other three very famous sites where you can easily build your own website as well. Uh, they're called Squarespace, Weebly, and Wix. Now, I had one client build a site on Squarespace. They've now moved over to WordPress. Uh, Squarespace is great. I also built a site for my son's elementary school PTA on Wix, and I know that it's very, very easy to build on that as well. If you just want to get something up and going, you know, any of these three sites are great. But if you want to get serious about having a robust digital presence of, you know, for SEO, for e-commerce, for everything else, WordPress obviously is going to become the highest recommended. It does have a little learning curve, but once you get over it, it is extremely powerful. And what really makes it powerful, you know, Wix, Weebly, Squarespace, they're saying, we're going to give you everything you need and you're going to pay us a monthly fee. WordPress is open source. They don't do that. But what happens is the entire community of WordPress developers, and it's a huge community worldwide, they get together and provide lots of plugins. There are literally hundreds, if not thousands of plugins that provide you more functionality for your site. On my site right now, let me just go into my plugin directory. I currently, and I've had as many as 50 plugins, believe it or not, going at once. And that obviously slows down your site. I currently have 26 plugins that are active on neilshafer.com. And I want to go through the plugins because these are things that you may not know exist, but do exist. Or if you are using Wix or Weebly or Squarespace, you may go, huh, I don't have that functionality here. Maybe I should consider switching to WordPress. And you might find out about another plugin that you always wondered how I did that or how others do that. So I want to give you all this information. This, you know, I share everything on the podcast. That is the reward you get for investing your time with me. And it's the least I can do to thank you for subscribing and listening to me. So this information is not in any of my blog posts unless you try to sort of read 10 different blog posts on 10 different subjects and, and try to tie it all together. So here's an idea of the plugins that I use that I think are unique to a CMS that you would not find in a Wix or Weebly or Squarespace. So for instance, Adding buttons for social media sharing. This is something that's very common to any CMS. I'm not even I'm not even going to go there. You all know you need that. You all probably have it and it's readily available. But things like one of the plugins I use is called 404 Page. And 404 Page is a plugin that lets you customize your 404 page. Your 404 page is where people end up if they get to your site and the page doesn't exist. A lot of people make mistakes. They copy and paste and miss a letter. They, you know, they see it on a website, they try to copy it into their browser and you'd be surprised at just how natural, even if, you know, you're being really careful maintaining your content, you're always going to get these. So having a page that you customize that allows people to be able to better navigate through your site and find the information you were looking for, I think is a great thing. I think all the CMSs I talked about provide you defaults, but the defaults don't, aren't really inviting 
and they don't generate more page visits. So that's something that you should definitely look into. The Ninja plugin or one of the Ninja plugins that I use that I would recommend is something called Ad Inserter. Ad Inserter was originally made to allow you to inject ads like Google Ads, AdSense, everywhere out throughout your blog. But if you have internal promotions, for instance, any blog post of mine that you go to on neilschafer.com, you'll see that I promote my book on Amazon and I also promote a free download version of my book. And both of these are done through this ad inserter plugin. So if you want to promote you know, any lead magnet like I'm doing, uh, you can customize this ad inserter plugin to be able to inject not just in sidebars, but actually inside the content, inside specific categories, URLs, the whole bit. It's extremely customizable, extremely powerful, and it's free. So definitely check out ad inserter if you are in need of a plugin like that. Some of the other unique plugins that I use, well, some of these are gonna be more general than others, but hey, you never know. So uh, category, uh, no, I'm not gonna do that one, that's too normal. Co-schedule. Co-schedule is a great plugin that allows you to visualize your editorial calendar, and if you collaborate with other bloggers, it allows you to manage all the communication and collaboration. It is the plugin that I've used with all of my, you know, 20 something bloggers that that contribute content to my site and you know co-schedule in addition to that can help you schedule things to publish on social media once your blog post is published from within WordPress so great plugin some of the features are free some require a fee but definitely check that out if especially if you have an editorial team uh, fanciest author box when you go to the bottom of my blog post on neilschafer.com you'll notice that there is an author box that includes links to recent posts. It includes their latest Facebook feed and Twitter feed. And this is a four fee plugin that I found called Fanciest Author Box that I highly recommend. All the other, you know, Author Box plugins out there just are not very attractive or they do not uh, offer those sorts of features. So that's a four fee one. But I think if, especially if you have guest bloggers or even if you wanna make yourself look good at the end of each of your posts, that comes highly recommended. We also have, and this is uh, one of the getting really technical types of plugins called Featured Images in RSS for MailChimp and more. What happens is when you have an RSS feed for your blog and you want to email people updates of your blog automatically using RSS to email features that most email marketing software support, it doesn't pull in the image. So you have a text-only email that just doesn't look very attractive. If you can pull in the image and include that in the email, it's gonna make it look all the more attractive and engaging. And that's the only thing this plugin does. It's a free plugin. You put it in there, you configure it. And if you're sending RSS to email emails, this will pull in the featured image from your post. So it does one thing and it does it really, really good. Highly recommended. The next one is a paid plugin as well, but I really like this one from an SEO perspective. This is called Link Whisper. And it's one of those plugins where you do a lot of research in the internet and you, you happen to find it, you try it out, it's awesome. And, and it's something I don't see a lot of people talking about. And maybe it's your first time hearing about it as well. But Link Whisper basically analyzes your pages and gives you recommendations based on AI as to where you should build internal links. Internal links are... I'm not gonna say they're the most important thing for SEO, but they are something that helps, especially when you have posts that you don't wanna prioritize that have too many internal links or 
The flip side that I think most blogs have is you have a lot of posts that don't have any internal links. And if they don't have any internal links, then they just may not even appear on Google search results. Google may not think, well, if you didn't link to them, then why should Google serve them up in search results? Because you obviously don't value them. So Link Whisper is an awesome, awesome plugin. It's part of my monthly process. Every month, I will make sure that all of my blog posts have at least X number of minimal internal links. And then I will also build out internal links for all of my new posts that were published in the last month. So that's one that comes highly recommended. Another one, this is a free one, is sometimes you'll go to a blog post and they have table of contents at the top that have hyperlinks that allow you to easily navigate to the section you want to go to. Uh, I don't do this on all of my posts, but on some of the posts that require, I think it would be good to have a table of contents because they're on the longer side or maybe they have a long list of things. Uh, I use one called Lucky WP. That's one word table of contents. So if that's what you're looking for, I highly recommend that. I recently had someone reach out to me saying, Neil, I see you have that widget on your site that says you have X number of followers on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Pinterest, YouTube, Instagram, literally those six networks. You know, how did you do that? I do that through a plugin called Monarch plugin. This is part of Elegant Themes. So it is a four fee plugin, but it allows you to easily create a widget to show off all of your social media follower size, which obviously helps in building credibility. And I know you might be interested in that. So it is a feature of a social sharing plugin, but you can use it exclusively for uh, that widget, which is exactly what I do on the sidebar as well as in the bottom bar of my site. One thing that I recently added was push notifications. I was doing a little bit of internet research and I saw just everybody and anybody seem to have these push notifications things that pop out at you when you go to a website, do you want to be informed of future notifications? So I said, what the heck? Why don't I try doing it? I put it out. I uh, use technology called OneSignal. That's one word, onesignal.com. It is a free plugin, really, really easy to implement. And I noticed, and I'm looking at my dashboard right now as we speak, well, actually, let me go to my dashboard, that I now have, let's see how many subscribers I have. I now have 144 users that did not exist a week ago. So it's not the biggest of numbers and you're not going to get that many clicks or what have you on them, but hey, it's 144 people that I might be able to have them view one of my push notifications from new blog posts that I didn't have before. So I, I still don't know how many clicks and how much traffic it's going to generate, but it's free, and if it's something you've wanted to try doing, I always recommend, like with everything in marketing, you need to try and experiment with it and decide whether or not it is good for your, in your use case scenario or not. So moving forward, this is another really, really important plugin from an SEO perspective that I'm excited to see how things go when I publish my first revised post yesterday. I recently had a podcast episode talking about, you, you know, what if I told you you already have all the content you need for your website? So in that scenario, over time, as we build out our library of content, it becomes more and more important to maintain our old content and revise it regularly. And as part of revising it and building asset, we might be adding more to it. And what I mean by that is I have two very strategic categories of content. One is based around tools and one is based around statistics. So the top 64 influencer marketing tools the top 31 statistics about influencer marketing. Those are examples of 
of what the posts may be titled. What happens over time is that your competitors are upping their game. They're trying to out skyscraper you, or they're trying to make content that's better than you. And your content gets old and Google always prefers fresh. Well, they don't always prefer fresh new content, but I'd say that people, you know, if, if they see a top 64 influencer marketing tools for 2020 post, and then they see a top 33 influencer marketing tools for 2021 post, they might go to the 2021 post because it's new and relevant. So at some point, once you have your library content, you get into rev- spending your time revising content. And I finally found a plugin that allows me to do it in a sophisticated way. So the problem with WordPress is that you can update a post and when you publish it, it's going to keep the old publishing date. And what you really want to do is assuming that you're adding a significant amount of new content, you don't want to like republish all your old posts and just change a letter or two. I think you want to do it responsibly because you could be penalized by Google. They obviously see and know everything. So if you have a significant amount of new content or you made significant revisions, you might want to republish it. And when you republish it, it gets a new publishing date and it will appear in your RSS feed once again at the top. So, and I talked about this in a previous episode. I won't go into further details on that, but the problem becomes from a process perspective that when you republish something, you want to do it right away because otherwise, if you unpublish it, you put it down to draft and then you revise it and then and then publish it again, there's going to be a period of time where the search engines go and there's not going to be any content live and they're going to get a 404 error, right? Or, you know, content not found. That's something you want to avoid. What I was doing in the past was basically doing it in real time. I would revise something and then I would try to publish it at that time to be my blog post for the day. So I finally found a plugin. The net net is I finally found a plugin that allows you to schedule revisions of old posts. So you edit it like you normally do. They add a new checkbox, which says, you know, basically queue for revision. And once the scheduled time comes, it will republish this as a new blog post without having downtime on the URL. So hopefully all that makes sense. The name of the plugin is called Publish Press Revisions. Great support, by the way. I reached out to them over the weekend. And even though I'm on the free plan, they got back to me right away. So I want to give a shout out to them. Definitely, if you are looking to republish blog posts in that process, I really think I'd go as far as saying Publish Press Revisions is sort of like the only plugin that I've found that allows you to do that. So definitely check that out. Well, we're moving along along the list. As you can see, it's 26 plugins, but a lot of these have really, really cool functionality, which is why I still maintain them. The next one is called Q2W3 Fixed Widget. What this allows you to do is if you were to go on a desktop and go to my site, as you scroll down, you see a widget that keeps that stays at the top, even though you're scrolling down. That's the widget to try to opt you into my email database. So, you know, not everybody is looking at your website on a desktop but I still find a good half of my audience is coming, not from mobile, but they're they're looking at it from a desktop. So that is prime real estate and you wanna make sure that your most valuable call to action is visible at all times and you need this widget to enable you to do so. It's free, really easy to install, and then you just choose which widget you wanna appear at the top at all times. As you can see, I'm presenting this alphabetically, so now we are at the S. This S is the short pixel image optimizer. Now what this does is, and there's a few other ones like it out there, but part of your website speed is determined by how well optimized your images are. 
Uh, Short Pixel has a free plan. If you are publishing a lot, you want to optimize a lot of images, I highly recommend that you get the paid plan and you optimize all of your old images using this. So like I said, it's called Short Pixel Image Optimizer. It will help you reduce disk space, reduce file size, and therefore allow you to have a faster website, even with very rich images. Okay, the next one up, still a few more, believe it or not, because there's a lot of, uh, as you can imagine, WordPress plugins that start with a W. The next one is the URL Shortener Pro by My Theme Shop. This is a paid plugin, and I use this one. There's another one out there called Pretty Link, which a lot of people use, which I used as well. I use this one because it gives me a, li a bit more in the analytics space, which is what I wanted and which you need to pay in order to get advanced analytics in Pretty Link Pro. URL Shortener Pro, basically, whenever I have a webinar, I want to know how many clicks I'm getting in that webinar, and I want to know where those clicks are coming from. So you can create a bit.ly and do it. Bitlys don't look good. So I will create a neilshafer.com link, neilshafer.com slash, I was in a nimble webinar recently, so maybe neilshafer.com slash nimble or neilshafer.com slash nimble webinar. A lot of affiliate marketers will do the same thing. They have an affiliate marketing program with Bluehost, so they'll say neilshafer.com slash Bluehost, and that will hide the, the ugly affiliate URL and send someone directly to that website. So it makes the URL look good, right? But it also gives you some analytics as to how many people are clicking on it. So um, you could use it a lot of different ways. I use it when I share stuff in social media as well. Whenever I want to, whenever someone asks to apply to my podcast, I know that the URL is neilshafer.com slash new podcaster because I'm using this. So it's, it's easy to remember as well. So I highly recommend you have technology like this on your website. If it's WordPress, definitely go and check that one out. All right. Another one that I like to use is where, and I know that this is very much controversial, but I revise my posts a lot and I don't necessarily republish them, but I do revise them a lot. So instead of Google saying that this post was published back in 2012, I want Google to know that this post was revised in 2020. So it is a plugin called WP Meta and Date Remover. If you are like me, you have older posts, maybe posts from a year or two ago, but you're revising them frequently and you don't want you don't want Google to see the old date stamp, this will actually remove, or you have the ability to remove that data from the information that you send Google. So as I said, a little bit controversial, but something to think about if you've seen other websites do that and you've wondered, well, how do they do that? Why can't I do that myself? And believe me, just look at your competitors. There's a lot of websites that are doing that right now. Two more plugins to go. One is called WP Rocket, which is just a performance plugin. There's a few of these out there. WP Rocket is my choice. It is a paid subscription, but I've noticed that it worked the best in terms of page speed. If you're ever wondering, you can do your own experiments with page speeds and use these types of plugins. Just do a search for WP Rocket competitors. You'll find them. But I found when the settings are correct, it can definitely help improve the speed of my website. And finally, last but certainly not least, is the Yoast SEO plugin. I do have the premium edition. You don't necessarily need the premium edition. There were certain features that I wanted as well as access to support, but every WordPress site should have Yoast SEO plugin installed and activated. And every blog post should have the green light from this plugin from an SEO perspective. Wow, that was a lot of information. So I know in the teaser, I promised that I was gonna give you the entire technology stack. 
I am going to have to split this into two podcast episodes. It's not something I like to do, but man, that was a lot of information and that should be more than enough to keep you busy the next week, assuming that you're on WordPress of all the different technology. And hey, you know, if you already have a similar plugin that works great, awesome. But if I was able to give you, you know, one or two ideas for plugins you might not have thought of before, you know, I'm really happy and, um, you know, provided you value, added value to your day. So I'm going to try to put as many of the links to these in the show notes as a one-stop shop for you to click on to, to be able to access any of these and find out more what they are about. There's obviously a human side to influence, but anything that we publish in the internet, there's obviously a technology side. Influencers are using the same technology that larger enterprises use. So all of this is in the, the, the backbone of influence really is not just you and your content and your expertise, but it is also technology. So I think it's important to bring that up once in a while on this podcast, and I haven't done it in a long, long time. In fact, I, I mentioned that podcast episode about the audit that you should check out. I have done some about tools in the early days. I used to uh, interview a lot of the sponsors from the Social Tools Summit. If you're interested in what that was, I announced it in episode number 91, announcing the Social Tools Summit, but it's been uh, since episode 71 where I talked about Neil's fave social media productivity tips and tools. So listen to that. My next solo episode, I'm going to go further into all the other tools that I use outside of WordPress plugins. And I think it's going to be an even longer episode. But hey, I'll stop there. If you have any questions about this, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, as always, I do have some, uh, I do continue to pick up new clients for my fractional CMO consulting service. But if your company is in need of my marketing help or you are in need of my marketing help, a minimum of one hour a week for three months at the bare minimum package, I can be of help. Feel free to reach out and contact me. The link will be in the show notes as well. I also want to take this opportunity to thank all of you throughout the world that continue to write reviews and listen to this podcast. I know that we've had an uptake in the American charts and as a born in the USA native uh, United States citizen, that's obviously the one that I am most proud of. But I also want to thank those of you in Germany, in Norway, in Ireland, in New Zealand, in Italy, and in India. I want to uh, thank you all for listening and helping me jump up in the charts in all of these countries as well. Wow, that was a lot, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> hope you enjoyed that episode. If you want to hear more uh, episodes about the technology and the tools, hey, you know, leave a comment, let me know. I'd love to hear from you and understand what your needs are and make sure that you get the most out of this episode that you're investing your precious listening time into as well. So that's it for another week. We'll be back next week with another interview. Until then, wherever you are in the world, make it a great virtual social day. Bye-bye, everybody, and sayonara.